Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is you'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Hey everybody, this is Robert. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I am joined today by Daisha. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hey, all right. So uh, we're recording this uh, right after Christmas and should get released, I mean, here within the next day or so. Hey, so you and I, we just got back from vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did we go? Uh, Miami Beach. Miami Beach yes. for vacation right before Christmas. We, right. we got back uh, just a couple of days before Christmas. I was afraid we were going to hit... That like holiday travel snarl, you know, we, we were traveling the Friday before Christmas that afternoon. I was afraid that people were going to start holiday travel, but we got through it okay. There weren't any fist fights. Mm, I mean, they were, they were close, but yeah, no, no fist fights that I witnessed. But the Orlando airport was kind of like annoying to get through the terminal. Like the baggage claim area was just so small. And like everyone was just like standing directly by the, what is it? The belt or whatever. Yeah. So you couldn't see people's bags were just going in circles. Never. They never even realized it because people just were not even. People stand right yeah, up against the right against it. belt. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. It's probably a bigger problem in Orlando than anywhere else because the people flying in and out of Orlando, I'm making a generalization here, but they tend to be people that don't know what they're doing when it comes to travel. Hmm. They they travel once every eight years to someplace like Disney World, and they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, if you would just step back from the belt, maybe five feet. Right. It it creates a lot of visibility for everybody to be able to see their bag coming and then approach the belt when you need to pick up a bag. Right. You really don't need to stand right next to it when other people's bags are going by. And I think that just the amount of people that were there, lots of families, lots of Disney bags. Mm-hmm. And it's like I was constantly just moving myself away from all the the people because it just started getting like as soon as I moved to one space I was kind of empty more people just come over and like migrate towards me and I'm like okay I don't like being you know and like around a lot of people you know feeling claustrophobic Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm like I finally see my bag like through like shoulders of people and I'm like oh do you mind if I scoot through here and she's like is this your bag I'm like yeah that's my bag yeah what the heck am I doing my lady (laughs) yeah so I'm not a fan of Orlando airport but I mean it was worth going well, the listeners are going to wonder why we're talking about Orlando because we just said we were going to Miami Beach for right. uh, vacation. We we flew from Phoenix, where we live, to Orlando because my son and his family live outside Orlando, and and then we drove down to Miami. 
after spending a couple of days, yeah, with the with the kids. And also, I suppose we should mention this too. You and I flew separately to Orlando. You you had something to do on that Friday, and so you took the later flight. Mm-hmm. So you were there fetching your bags by yourself. Of course, when <laughs> when I when I mentioned fist fights, I wasn't really thinking about Orlando, was I? You knew what I meant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since since I guess we're talking about like airport etiquette, we we should probably throw another little tip out there for the the folks that rarely travel. Yeah. Yeah. So. You tell your version of it, and then I'll give my perspective. Well, my version of it was like, you know, we we were sitting there for an hour and a half before the plane took off. We were delayed because of the weather. This is the Miami to Phoenix Yes. And so everyone's, you know, I'm sure everyone's eager to get off this plane when it lands. And we were actually separated by a woman. I like the window seat, and Robert likes the aisle seat, so there was a woman sitting in between us. And she did make a comment, like, when we had first set, like, board, like, you guys don't want to sit next to each other because, like, we had just briefly, like, made conversation, like, around her. So that was kind of odd. Anyways, going back to the landing, she gets up and, like, we're in row 17, 18, and there's, like, a lot of rows that are still, like, waiting to get off the plane and get their bags. Yeah, so so while everybody stood up and was filling up. Well, there was also people who still stayed in their seat, Mm -hmm. even in front of us, because they're like, it's not our turn to get up, really. Yeah. But I understand the people who just want to stand in their seat. That's cool, whatever. I I sit down until my row is ready. But anyways, the lady, you know, there's rows and rows and rows that still need to get off. And she's like telling Robert, like, yeah, I need to get my bag. He's like, there's still like a lot of people that need to get off here. And she's like, no, I need to get my bag. Like, I need to get out. Can you let me out so I can get my bag? And he's like, is this your bag right here? This black and white one or something? I think was what you said to her. And she's like, yeah, you're like, I got it. And you just like pulled it down, which is nice. I'm like, okay, crisis averted. You know, we didn't have, (laughs) you know, Robert put on the no fly list today. Um, And then maybe like three minutes later, a couple from behind us asks Robert to go like move past him. And He's looking like, <laughs> he said, where's the fire, buddy? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, we're, we just we just need to go. Like, we're trying to get ahead of you. Like, I don't remember what he said exactly, but Rob's like, yeah, no. Like, there's so many people in front of us. They still have to get their bags. They still have to get off. Like, no, like, I'm not going to move. And so I hear his wife, the, the guy who was talking to Robert, his wife's in the background like, well, you asked, but that doesn't mean that you can't slide past him, just push past him. And I was like, oh, Lord, like this is about to be a fist fight right now. And I was just imagining like how hard it would be for us to travel in the future. Like in that moment, I'm like, dude, if he gets put on the no fly list, like this is going to be a mess. And um yeah, all I see. I I didn't hear. They kept talking, the guy and Robert. They kept going back and forth. And I was just so, I, I zoned out because I'm just starting to think of like these what ifs. And all of a sudden I see Robert make this big gesture as if he's like rolling out some imaginary red carpet. <laughs> and the guy and the wife, they end up going. He just, you know, he does it. I think he did it like two or three times. <laughs> I, I wish I could describe or like, 
show you guys like what type of gesture he made where it's like, what do you call that? What do you what do you call that? Did uh, I explain I, it well enough? I'm, it's like a two hand like wave. Like, <laughs> yeah, just go just on go. right past right. me there, pal. <laughs> and they went probably about three feet. They didn't get far. And he was just like, Yeah, I wanna see you climb <laughs> I wanna see you climb over like seventeen other rows, you know, to get off this plane. But they well, we got off right after them, so yeah. It wasn't really worth yeah, it. The the, the yeah. thing is you you couldn't hear what I was saying to them because I was faced away from you, right? And you know s- somehow sound doesn't travel in an airplane like like. There's a doesn't. lot of other noise, yeah. background noise. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like if you were in outer space, like you, you can't hear yourself scream in outer space. Anyway, uh, you couldn't hear me, but you could yeah see me making these gestures, <laughs> and I guess I'm very animated. Yes, um, you are. When I'm annoyed with people on the plane. Well. No, the first the guy had said to me, and he was he was relatively polite. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, he was nice. He's just like, uh, you you mind if I get by you here? But yeah, I just looked at him like, like what what are you talking about, man? Yeah, I did say, yeah, where's the fire? Like, where, <laughs> uh, I was I had like one foot in the aisle, but the other foot. Like was still in, in front chair. of my seat. Yeah, yeah. I I just needed to stand up because, as you said, we'd been on that plane for hours and hours. It was an hour and a half plus the four and a half that it takes to fly from Miami to Phoenix. Right. I just needed to stand up. I wasn't trying to get anywhere. But yeah, he's like, "You mind if I get by you?" There was maybe three or four feet in front of me before he'd get to the next person just standing there in the aisle. There was nowhere to go. So yeah, I was like, "Where's the fire, man? Like we're we're not going anywhere here." He's like, "Well, I just I just want to get by." I was like, "You're not getting out. All of these other people have to go." And it's in that moment I'm realizing this this guy, he doesn't know how planes work. Yeah. No, everybody starting with the first row is going to grab their stuff and exit, and it's row by row by row by row. And if you bought row thirty six, I mean. You're the last guy off the plane. And somehow this guy didn't grasp it. I have no idea how because, I mean, you got to see all the people in front of you. Well, you had mentioned that wife said she needed to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Then I didn't hear the wife say what you said right. or what you heard. Yeah, she definitely um, said it, though. So she comes up over his shoulder and she's like, wait, I need to use the bathroom. And I was like, hey, good luck, lady. Um, <laughs> I would say try going backwards to the bathroom that's halfway you know, down the the plane because you'd have way better luck going back. If you really had to use the bathroom, you'd try that. Well, yeah, I know this. I just don't think she would have fit in the bathroom. Okay. And I she, think that's a problem. Okay. She was a large lady. I hadn't considered that she wouldn't fit in the bathroom. So I'm thinking she probably just, she didn't have, she, she couldn't. The whole six hours that she was on the plane, maybe she was like, and that's the only, that's all I'm going to give him. Other than that, she she made a rude comment. She was very rude. No, she just, she was lying. Come on. She didn't have to go to the, that's not why she needed to get off the plane. I don't know. Again, we don't know. But, but, but. okay. Then we get to the point where I, I'm listening to this lady say she's got to go to the bathroom. I, okay. My first response was, no, that's, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. It doesn't make any difference. But then I'm sitting there thinking about it maybe two <laughs> minutes go by and i'm like this crazy lady 
what does she think she's just gonna be climbing over everybody so that's when i started waving my arms i was just like you know what and this is what i said i was like you know what i would love to see you try go ahead go ahead move up the four feet but then i want to see you climb over everybody to get to the bathroom i, I want to see this and my mouth just kept going like that go on go ahead let's see it oh my god and I don't know to their credit or whatever like they moved up the four feet and then they just stood there how how come they didn't say to that guy in front of them like "Uh, excuse me I gotta pee huh yeah why 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 did they keep their mouth shut at that point I can't tell you okay all right anyway enough of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're off track here um but we're not that far off all right so we're in Miami and uh we did uh, what I what I think we like to do we we ate and we drank and we went shopping and we didn't really have a whole lot on the itinerary. Yeah, just, which was nice. Every day we just kind of woke up and we're like, eh, I guess we got to eat. Go find something to do. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like like our last or all of our other vacations, I can't say all. Most of them, we always just kind of had to stick to like time restraints and you know we've had stuff to do on vacations if that makes sense that makes no sense you know what i mean no well when we go to like montana oh i gotta you know we're gonna go here i gotta meet i gotta do this class i gotta do this oh we have the boat reservation like we gotta go to you know there was just other stuff that we kind of had to make everything else around or you know what i mean sure we didn't have anything like that other than reservations at um joe's crab all right true enough all right well at one of our one of our stops shopping we got some sunglasses yes and i think at the time i, I mentioned yeah I might, I might bring this up on the podcast uh we, we bought some sunglasses and well one of the pairs anyway was kind of expensive mm-hmm. let's just say it was your pair <laughs> and the salesperson asked us would you like to get the protection for these sunglasses? It's only $20. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we looked at each other for a minute and I made the quick calculation. Okay. It might be worth the 20 bucks. Mm, we should probably just say how much the sunglasses were. I think they were like $600. Okay. Seven, six. Um, I, w- I was going to say 550, 580, somewhere, okay. somewhere in there. We got some two-for-one deal, so... Was it like buy one, get one half off? Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah. Maybe, maybe to replace the sunglasses, it would be 600 plus. Yes. Okay. So let's go with that. I made the quick calculation. The $20 might be worth it. Now, if I understood, the protection is only for 13 months. Right. And you have to pay $40 the day of to when I, like, let's say the lens gets scratched or something mm-hmm. or a screw comes out i guess well how she explained it was that you pay the 20 at the purchase and you pay 40 dollars and you'll have a whole new pair she's like even if nothing happens to it you can still at the end of that 12 months go in there pay that 40 dollars you'll have a brand new pair of glasses mm-hmm. so <clears throat> okay so I, I could tell you know you weren't sure about that and I was thinking about adverse selection. Do you you know what that is? No. Adverse selection is an insurance term 
whereby those at the greatest risk of loss are more likely to buy the insurance. Now, insurance companies don't like this. Insurance companies don't like adverse selection. Insurance companies want to have an an even spread of risk, okay? If only the people that are most likely to incur a loss buy the insurance, you could probably understand how that would be bad for the insurance company, right? They would just get a whole whole bunch more losses than they were anticipating. Mm -hmm. And I felt like at that sunglass store, I felt like we were at an advantage because not only are these, you know, some somewhat expensive glasses. It's expensive for us, for sure. We're we're not accustomed to buying $600 glasses. Yeah. But is it fair to say that you lose stuff? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. For 30 seconds. For, and then I yeah, find it. For 30 seconds. You do, you do yeah. lose stuff and then quickly Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Where's the remote? Oh, there it is. Right. Oh my god, where's my phone? Oh, it's in my hand. It's like that. <laughs> Um, right. I was, maybe that was just fresh in my head, but I'm thinking, yeah, she, she might, and no offense to you, like it's, this isn't a character flaw. Okay. I'm not, I'm not attacking you, Yeah. but I just thought in that moment, I was like, I bet you this girl's gonna like lose these glasses or it's going to get beat up somehow. You're going to throw them in your purse. You're going to throw them in the back seat of the car. Well, is there coverage for that? Like, I thought the the plan was like, okay, if you have any defects, but if you lose the pair, I didn't, I don't know if that would kick in because I think you were just concerned, like, okay, you're just gonna be dumping these in your purse and like just throwing them in there and getting them scratched up. Well, follow my thought like, process. If if you lose them for two minutes or two days or something like that, and then they they pop up yeah. somewhere, my fear is that they're going to have been scratched or mishandled in that amount of time. I don't I don't know that in the amount of time that I've known you, you've lost stuff of value. Yeah. Right? Right. You, you lose your phone for five minutes. I left my phone in the store the other day, though. I did oh, when I was Christmas shopping. And you left your phone in the car on the way to the airport the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was a mess. In the Uber. You left oh, your I'm keys. sorry, my keys, sorry. Yeah, my keys, yes. Yeah, you left your keys. Sorry. Yeah, I did lose my keys and my phone last week. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's my point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just envisioning something happening with the glasses as you're misplacing them. You know, they yeah. get sat on or something. I'm always worried about sitting on my stuff. You sit on a lot of our stuff. So there you go. I, I could sit on your glasses. Yeah, you then could. I mm-hmm. So I felt like I'm at the advantage here now, all right? We're going to inflict some adverse selection upon the insurance company, okay? Now, this $40 that you have to pay when you want to get the new pair, mm-hmm. uh, what would you call that? A deductible? Bam! Ooh, I'm right good. out of the shoot, man. Period. You must be dating an insurance professional. <laughs> yeah, that's the deductible. So... $40 for a $600 pair of glasses. That's not a super high deductible. Yeah. And I'm, I just did all this quick math in a matter of, you know, 30 seconds or whatever right there at the register. Was it a good deal? I don't know for sure. But here's the thing. 
at the end of the year or the 13 months, I'm not going to determine whether or not it was a good deal based on whether or not we had a loss, you know, the the glasses are damaged somehow because what we're paying for with that $20 is not for a brand new pair of glasses in 13 months. We're transferring the risk of damaged glasses to that insurance company. And I felt like the risk is worth more than 20 bucks. But do you think that that insurance, do you think that they make a lot from just doing that? Like, and people never go and never have problems because, you know, they sell, that company sells pretty nice designer brands and people naturally are just going to take care of those, you know? You'd think. And so accidents happen. Like I could see like, you know, sitting on it, you know, losing a screw, but yeah, I think they probably make a ton of money off of oh, I do the sales too. clerk just mentioning, oh, you get this. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I might as well, you know, but. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to ballpark, you know, what the sales penetration was. You know, how many people out of 100 buy the insurance. Mm-hmm. But I bet you the loss ratio, that is the, you know, the percentage of people that actually come forward and make a claim. I bet you that's pretty low. Because a year's going to go by really fast. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. I want to like set up a reminder in my Outlook calendar to go take those glasses back to this retailer in a year. And we'll get you some brand new glasses for 40 bucks. Hmm. I don't want the, the time to run out. So yeah, I'll just set that reminder. And maybe we need to check the terms and conditions and make sure it's, it's either 12 months or 13 months. So we don't miss it, but yeah. we'll get you some new glasses. I, I think most people probably just forget that they have the coverage. Right. After a year goes by. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if, if nothing has happened, you know, they're not, they're not going to be thinking about it. If they actually have had a loss, maybe they forgot they had the coverage. Maybe they can't locate the email that has the terms of coverage and what all they have to do. Yeah. I think people just forget and they count on that, but... They weren't counting on this guy. I'm pretty organized. (laughs) All right. Did you uh, think about insurance any other time during our vacation? Mm, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I probably thought about it 50 different times, but that's okay. I think everybody likes getting your perspective because we have an interesting dynamic here when we're both on the podcast together Mm -hmm. because no, no offense. You don't know a lot about insurance and you sort of are able to represent the, the demographic that is less familiar. Mm -hmm. Let's just say less familiar. And then I roll in like, well, let me tell you about that deductible, sweetheart, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. All right. We talked about adverse selection and that's good enough for me. Okay, adverse selection, that's a pretty important thing. You can apply adverse selection to, I mean, really absolutely every other kind of insurance. Okay, auto insurance companies, they're looking for good drivers. That's who they want to insure. I mean, health insurance. Dental insurance. It's <laughs> dental insurance. Yep, dental insurers want people that are going to take care of their teeth. Floss every day, right? Mm-hmm. That's why preventative services are covered at 100%. 
Oh. And restorative. Look at that. And basic are covered at, you know, 80, 50 maybe, depending on the policy. But a preventative and therapeutic, always 100 on a good plan. So that just goes to show, like, hey, we're helping you, you know, maintain health. So you need to do your job. Otherwise, you're going to be paying more. And you don't have to pay a deductible for preventative services either. So you're speaking very broadly. I mean, I bet you I could find some dental plan out there that does apply the deductible to it. No. <laughs> no. Not the. Like, I verify no. insurance. So no. let's not act like, and you know, you. I think you do forget sometimes. Like what I do for work when I'm at the office is I verify dental insurance no, all what day. You, what, no. What do you do for work? I verify dental insurance all day, <laughs> and so. I, I see these policies. I know what we have to collect. If people are just coming in for x-rays exam, we're not collecting an deduct, a deductible. And that's pretty much for all policies. I haven't seen in my four years of verifying insurance, all different carriers, I've never collected a deductible with no restorative or basic services, period. Okay. Period. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go, America. Uh, never mind. You, you only work in Arizona, and there's you know 49 other states and DC and territories, and they could have different plans out there. Well, but never, okay, but sure. okay, and I'm going to say this too. Then, since okay. you had to get your little last thought off, um, we verify for all states. There's people who come in with policies out of California. They work for the state of Georgia. They work for the state of New York. Their employer is based out of New York, and we are not calling Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, we're calling Minnesota, Michigan. We're calling all over for these policies. So thank you. I just wanted to share that. I wish everybody could see your hand motions that you get into. When you get animated, when you get worked up about something, you start with the, the hands. Yes. And the head. Uh, yep. And you do that little thing. You say, period. And right. Like, that's final. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. I guess that's final. Well, if you like stories about adverse selection and you're looking for insurance, continuing education, because you're a licensed insurance producer or adjuster, check out our continuing education webinars at bmfce.com. If you like the podcast, tell your brother, your neighbor, your sister, uh, all your friends. Uh, your hygienist. Tell, tell your dental hygienist, sure. Tell the gal at the front counter that's checking insurance. Tell her about the podcast and maybe leave us a review that'd be awesome that really helps and we'll be back with another episode one interesting thing about insurance in a couple weeks thanks